Today the Talmud tells us about a conversation that takes place between God and Moses after nine of the ten plagues, right before the tenth, the slaying of the firstborn. God comes to Moses and tells him to go to the Jewish people and tell them to borrow and really take as a payback for all the work they've done the silver and gold of the Egyptian people. Now the terminology that the Torah uses has an extra word, and this is what the Talmud pays attention to. It says, Daberna be'ozne ha'am. It says, speak in the ears of the Jewish people. But there's an extra word, na. So the Talmud says, na over here means, please, as a request. God is coming to request from Moses to make sure that the Jewish people to come out of Egypt taking out the silver and the gold of the Egyptian people. And the Talmud explains why. God comes to Moses and says, I promised your patriarch, your forefather, Abraham, that his descendants will be enslaved and they will be tortured in a foreign land. That has taken place. But I also promised him that afterwards, when they leave, they will leave with a great wealth. So I want to make sure that I fulfill that second end of the promise and prophecy to Abraham. So the Jewish people answer Moses. They tell Moses, Moses, just take us out of here already. We don't want any gold, any silver. Just let us out. And they use an anecdote. Listen to this fascinating anecdote the Talmud brings. That imagine a person has been jailed for many years. And someone comes over to the individual and tells him, you know, tomorrow you're going to be freed. And you're going to be freed with a lot of wealth. The person He's going to look at the individual who's telling him he's going to get freed. He's going to say, just let me free today. I don't need any money. I don't need any wealth. Just let me be freed today. So too, the Jewish people came to Moses and told him, go back and tell God that we just want to be freed. We don't care what we leave with. And the obvious understanding of this is because they didn't know if they'd have the opportunity to be set free the very next day, just as that person in jail. Okay, this word na is an interesting word in the Hebrew vernacular. It's interesting that the biblical commentaries have their opinions of what the word means, and if the context of the phrase that it's being used in has any influence on the translation and understanding of the word. So almost all agree, almost all of our biblical commentaries agree, that the word na, nun, aleph, can mean either now or please. And that really, based on the context, it does make a difference. There's an exception. There's two primary commentaries. Um, number one, Rabbeinu Sadia Gaon, the Rasag, as well as the Ibn Ezra, both are of the opinion that na always means now. So let's give a couple examples in the Torah, not too many, of where the word na is found and how the translation of the word na does impact the understanding of that verse. Let's go to Genesis, to Parashat Lech Lecha. This is after Abraham comes with his wife Sarah to the land of Canaan, future Israel, and God gives him another test and he brings a famine. And he is told by God, go to Egypt, escape there, escape and free yourself from the famine by going and retrieving food from there. He tells him, he is, on his way down, he tells his wife, Now I know that you are so beautiful. 
I'll quote to you the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Vayomer el Sarai ishto. Now I know that you are such a beautiful woman. As we know, when they were traveling, and she may have uncovered her, her scarf or her headpiece, and, and uh, Avraham Avinu recognized the beauty of his wife. There also, most of the commentaries, almost all with the exception of one, all explain that na means now. Makes sense in the context. The Rabbeinu Bechaya says, no, actually, it was uh, Abraham requesting from his wife, pleading to him, please, Sarah, go along with my plan to say that we are siblings so that uh, Paro doesn't try to kill me in order to marry you. Next example is found in Parashat Beha'alotcha. In Parashat Beha'alotcha, God um, punishes Miriam for speaking in a derogatory manner about her brother Moses, and she is given leprosy. As soon as Moses finds out about this and knows that she, that Miriam and Aaron learned their lesson, they were obviously judged on a very high standard, and Moses says, Vayitzak Moshe el Hashem lemor. Moses cries out and screams in prayer to God, El na refa na la. God, please re... Uh, Recover or heal my sister now, her now. This terminology of na, the word na, is actually used twice in this verse. So the commentaries, again, are in dispute. Does it mean first please and then now? Or does both times, does it just mean now? Or both times please? We see how it would change the interpretation of that verse. Another example we just had in last week's Torah portion, Parshat Vayechi. Jacob is requesting, asking his son, Joseph, to make sure not to bury him in the land of Egypt, rather back at home in the land of Canaan with his forefathers. This verse, again, has the word na twice. It says as follows, He tells him, If I found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and take a vow. Again, a dispute. Is it please and now, or both now, now, or please and please? We see that Rashi does go along with the context time and time again, and he doesn't have a set rule of what the word na means. It sometimes means now, sometimes means please. Going back to our verse from today. Today's verse, the Talmud, is explaining that the word na, specifically in this verse, and elsewhere it's up for debate, is a request, it is a plea. It's actually God, this time, coming and pleading to Moses, saying, please, in the honor of your great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, Abraham, please make sure, the Talmud is saying, please make sure that the Jewish people leave with their, with their wealth. In honor of this interpretation of the word na. I would like to share a following powerful observation as well as a practical advice. When we command someone to do something for us by saying now, very often there's going to be pushback, there'll be resentment, they're going to be apprehensive about complying. In contrast, when we request from someone something by telling them please, and maybe even do me a favor, you are no longer appealing to their rational brain 
Rather, now you're appealing to their emotions and to their heart. They'll do it, and they will do it probably way more than if you would have commanded them to do it. Abraham, according to this opinion, according to this interpretation, Abraham was appealing to Sarah's emotions, his wife's heart. Moses, to God, appealing, please do me a favor. Jacob, to his son, please do me a favor. Don't bury me in the land of of Egypt. And again, God, to Moses, please go to the Jewish people and ask them to come out with wealth. With the power of this, using this phrase, using the word please, this is the power of requesting a favor and hopefully having others help you in what you would like to get done.